0: is everybody need Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience.
1: Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, I'm doing real
2: well, Jessica. Um, I'm feeling pretty centered, Jessica. (laughs) I hope you too, Jessica, are feeling centered. Would you say that you are, Jessica? (laughs) I honestly never feel centered. I don't know if this is a me
1: issue or Jessica.
2: <laughs> if only you come to the center with me, yeah. Jessica, then you too can feel centered like me. Sarah, Jessica. do you give as
1: many hugs as Mr. Mac does? No. I kinda like
2: I you might not think this about me because like, you know, in this podcast I'm known as like the warm one that loves love. <laughs> But, and you're like you, the you don't one. like PDA That's your thing <laughs> But the thing is Is that like I don't like hugs I'm it's not fair. a hugger And I'm like Kind of like Very awkward with hugs Because it's like I know it's expected of me And I have to give a hug right now But I'd rather be Anywhere else in the galaxy I mean I think
1: the rule is If you don't want to hug somebody Like you certainly don't have to And I I would appreciate If I went to hug you If you just shoved me out of the way <laughs> I'll try that. Try that next time. Um, I mean, we couldn't do this alone because we're talking two very, very different episodes of the show this week. And so we needed somebody to come in and go to the center with us, check in on us, make sure we're not joining a cult or anything. Um, And we had to invite back on Ben Sandwich. Ben, how are you?
3: I'm doing totally good. I was told there was going to be cake, so I showed up just for the cake. (laughs)
1: Uh, here it is.
2: Yeah, I wish <laughs> I had that's, cake. That's how we get all of our amazing guests.
1: Is that we bribe them with cake? What kind of cake would we bribe them with? I feel like okay. Is it a hot take to say like carrot cake is one of my favorite? Yes. Cakes? Okay. I, nobody will come onto our podcast if we offer them carrot cake. It's so no, delicious.
3: carrot cake is low tier. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Carrot cake if is we, amazing. Jessica, you aren't going to lead with carrot cake. Okay, fine. I'm not what to be like? Okay, I'll lead with yellow cake with chocolate frosting.
3: There we go. I'm in.
1: No, thank mm. you. I feel like what Funfetti and everyone wins. Funfetti. Yes. Yeah, excellent. funfetti with sprinkles. Yeah. Good to Everyone go. loves
2: a funfetti. That's so, true. that's it. Yeah, funfetti. Um yeah. These are <laughs> these are two heavy episodes for two different reasons, but we're gonna like break it all down. Um, ben, uh, I I know that you like security guys, so first and foremost, like what draw, what drew you to the security guy?
3: Well, Eric, let's let's be real. He's a dummy. He doesn't get much love Whenever anyone thinks of Eric Matthews. They only go with the dumb Eric Matthews. Plays with squirrels. They, they don't think of him yeah. with the small wins that he has. When he's a weatherman, that's a small win. And this one is like the biggest Eric episode I could think of. Because it makes me feel for the guy. Because like, I'm, I'm sure our listeners, and you had to have felt like Eric Matthews once in your life. Of just like people not thinking you could do something. And you just go, yeah, okay, I'm fine with you thinking that. But then like, Eric wants more for himself. And that's what makes me love Eric so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's completely fair Like, this episode is a big, a big Eric episode Because they've been, this has been a topic of conversation this entire season Like, what is Eric doing with his life? He's not in college, he didn't get into college when he tried And and we've seen Corey, we've seen his parents, like and Feeney especially Impress upon him like you should go to college Like you can take the SATs again Like you can reapply next year You don't have to never go to college because You don't get in the first time you apply And so this is a great episode for Eric As much as it's like Kind of difficult to watch at times Sarah Like I don't know I find it especially difficult To see like parents when they're Like disappointed in their children Versus angry it's like it's like that mom yeah. Thing right that like I'm yeah, just disappointed.
2: Yeah. Nothing nothing is worse than the disappointed talk. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of what we get here. We get Eric um getting fired. We get him wanting to move out of the house and get his own apartment. And ultimately we see him like struggling on what to do next. And even when he thinks that he does a good job, like I got a job. You fired me, I got a job Mm -hmm. and they're still not happy with him it's you know it's just kicking eric when eric is down but uh we ultimately see eric coming out on top which is very heartwarming
1: yeah so let's let's dive right in because there's a lot to get into with this episode especially when we start off with people lining up to get into the matthews wilderness store because they have a freaking bear Who thought this was... I mean, obviously, Eric is the one who thought this was a good idea. But, like, a live bear, there's nothing stopping the bear from attacking the people. Like, there's not a cage. There's not anything. Um, And the Miss Hollywood doesn't fool me. You have a cutesy name, but you're a big freaking bear, Ben. Like, this thing was huge.
3: I don't, I don't know what his initial plan was, because the dude said, the one-armed man says, well, we need another 2500 for the second bear. Are they going to, like, mate the bears in the store? What was the purpose of them? I didn't understand. I was I like, wait, know. so we have two bears. For what reason? Why do we need another bear?
2: Yeah. See, the girl bear is better with people, but we brought the male bear. I don't know. Like, I... I just didn't need to see the prequel to Tiger King in this episode. Like, it's just, like, too much. Like, don't bring the poor animals through to the people. Let them hang out with honeypots or whatever bears do. I don't know. I don't know what bears do. But don't make them, like, go into wilderness stores. And, yeah, $25 to rent a bear seems like a lot of money. Um and to rent the second bear is an additional $2,500.
1: This is absolute insanity. I mean, I don't know if these prices are like inflated. Like I have no idea what the cost is to rent a bear. But the fact that what are you going to do with the bear when you rent it? Like that's the thing. If it's if not for letting it people not pet it, it's not a petting zoo, but like look at it. Then what is what other reason would you have to rent a bear? You Um, take pictures with the bear. Yeah,
3: I was thinking, like, they would come in, take a picture with the bear in the background, and, like, Matthew's Wilderness Store, 25 bucks. And then, you know, you just do a bunch of those, and you're good to go.
1: Yeah, but that is not the case. Um, Apparently, only the bear is good with children, which also seems problematic. Like, yeah, let's just let in the children, no adults. That sounds fine. Um, And Alan is, like, fed up, and he fires Eric. Um, But evidently, Eric does not take him seriously because the next morning in the Matthew's house... Alan is just like, yeah, I had to fire him. Um and and Amy's like, Oh, how did he take it? He's like, Oh yeah, he definitely he definitely heard me when I said it. And Eric definitely did not hear <laughs> hear Alan when he said it, or he wasn't paying attention, or he didn't take it seriously. Uh, one of those, I think. All of the above. Yeah. Well, would you um, think
3: your parents were serious if they fired you from like the family store?
1: I don't think, especially not in the heat of that moment, I feel like if it's a sit-down conversation that's different, but to say it in the heat of the moment, like when you're just hanging out at the cash register, it doesn't feel like the right way to fire somebody.
3: Well, not just at the cash register, at the cash register watching possibly a mauling take place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... (laughs) So then, Eric is like, "Oh, ready to go to work? Let's go." Um, and Amy fires Eric. How do we feel about this as a move, Sarah? Like, do we think that this is the right move for Amy to then, like, again, she's in the family business too. It's not like she's not. But Alan already yeah. was the did the initial firing, so she should should she have leaned on him to do the next one?
2: Well, Alan is too much of a softy, and we're not like you know. Throughout this entire episode, it seems as though. Eric is seeing his dad more than a friend and a peer, more so than a father figure. So he doesn't really take anything that he's saying so seriously. Mm -hmm. So Amy kind of does have to step up, especially when Alan is taking more of that friend role with Eric. Um, He's not he's he is using kid gloves on Eric. That's the theme of this episode. How much do you coddle your, ki- coddle your kid? How much is too much? And I think that Alan probably would have eventually let it go. But Amy is standing up um, and firing, uh, firing Eric. And the thing is, is that, like, it is a family business. Of course, it's like it's his store, but she kind of made the original business dealings. And I can't say that, like, like it would be impossible for her not to know what's going on at the store as well.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And she does it very directly to Ben. Like, is it would it be better to sit him down? Like, she does it like the same way like Eric, you're fired. And that that's that's it.
3: Yeah, he doesn't understand. Like, Eric thinks like, all right, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. He needs that sit down to like, dude, no, you're not coming into work. You're fired. You cost us five grand. There's no way we're making that money off of socks. It's not happening. So no. you're fired. Which apparently fired. is all they
1: sell. They always talk about selling socks in
2: this store. Well, maybe it's their specialty. I think that like a good sock is hard to come by. I, you know, Jessica, I bought. Like 15 pairs of socks from TJ Maxx the other you day did. for a total of like ten and a half dollars. Five of them are already ripped. If I went to the Matthews Wilderness Outpost, then I would have socks that last a lifetime. That's fair.
3: quality, quality Matthew socks.
2: Quality socks. Okay, real quick yeah. yes.
3: Christmas season. As a kid, I used to hate getting socks. Like, if you got socks from, like, mm, your Aunt Lissette yeah. or something, you're like, why did she get me socks? Like, I'm, I want video games. I want a ball. But, mm. like, today, if Aunt Lissette got me socks, I'm, that's a big hug. Thank you for that. I it's love socks. It's a big yeah.
2: win. Every single Christmas, I get my fiancé socks. Here's his Christmas list. It's short, so I'll go fast. Lego Ship in a Bottle. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Lost Judgment puzzles and socks and that is his christmas <laughs> list he wants the socks yeah and then i'm like okay so like what kind of socks he's like fun socks funny socks comic book socks i'm like all right very man, specific like, requests yeah now, and i will say that every single month i'm like drew your sock drawer is getting out of control we gotta clean it out we gotta do
1: it it's too stuffy, too many socks he has too many socks. And he just and he doesn't more. clean it out. Yeah. you need to make sure that when you throw away the one that gets the hole, throw out the one that matches it that has the that doesn't have a hole. You're not mm-hmm. wearing that one without the other one, most
2: likely. Yeah. But I'll tell you what: if you buy your socks for um socks at the Matthews Wilderness Outpost, you will not have to uh, replace any socks because <laughs> yeah. no holes are found. That's a Matthews guarantee. Use code S-O-C-K-S For your five dollars off The Matthews Wilderness Outpost Socks
1: so meanwhile, um we have Sean Topanka and Corey are in the living room, and Sean has a list of colleges that he specifically wants Topanka and Corey to go to, including the University of Italy, um, because he wants to be with them but not be in college. So he figures Italy is like a perfect place to do that. Which like this I mean, is genius. It is genius, I gotta say. This is genius. Be
2: with your best friends. They can study, you can crash into their like a, a dorm room, apartment—it doesn't matter. You can even sit in classes if it's a big college. They don't know. How would they know if you go to college or not? <laughs> well,
3: he's going to be busy because so, yeah. he's going to drive the long boats, so he can't really just jump into yeah, classes. Yeah,
2: those long boats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sean's going to be busy with his gondola uh, business. Yeah.
1: And so the whole this whole like storyline this episode is basically Corey and Topanka trying to convince Sean to take the SATs They're like you should study you know you can take the SATs Feeney has a prep course Sean thinks the SATs are going to take 10 minutes So obviously he's not (laughs) been paying any attention to any talk of SATs ever Um, I think the SATs took me 10 minutes because I just guessed all of them The thing is is he doesn't he watches so much t v right because he knows the whole Flintstones thing. how much s a t talk is there on every single like teen and kid show? There's always s a t talk, so but I'm the shocked test that he never takes know more them about
3: longer it. than thirty seconds in a montage
1: there that's probably where the confusion is, yes, and so Sean, of course, is resistant. He's like, "I don't know. I don't have time for it. I don't want to waste my time. I'm not going to college. yada, yada." Um, and then we have Alan. Alan is such a little sourpuss this episode. He's in such a stink. He's in a funk. He calls himself a bad father and a bad boss. And he's having this whole conversation with Amy. And Amy is like, he's our firstborn. He was coddled. Is this surprising to you, Sarah, that, um, Alan is more of the one who coddled Eric versus Amy?
2: I don't think that she was saying that he coddled Eric more than her I think that she was Saying that as first time parents They both coddled Eric And as a first time parent I think that They did a lot of things that they did not Do with Corey and Morgan Um, So I think That they she is saying that like We both coddled him like we Both like made mistakes we Mm -hmm. Held his hand we didn't kick him out of the house Probably when we should have we didn't like Make him be independent when we probably Should have or push him in certain times And um, we're not parent. I'm not a parent. Jess is not a parent. I, I don't know, Ben, but if you're a parent. I am.
3: Just became one. N-
2: oh, oh, congratulations. congratulations! Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's amazing. Okay. So um, I will not compare um, your life experience with my dogs, but I will say <laughs> my baby dog, Oliver, is fucking coddled, especially <laughs> compared to Belle. I won't say this. But
3: but you um, do. <laughs> I mean,
1: I don't know. Like Ben, I feel like the the adage and like oh no, the stereotype the is that like younger siblings are the ones that get away with everything. So maybe yeah, Ben, like, just what do you think?
3: I don't know. It it kind of works in both scenarios. Like because I'm the second born, so like my sister, she got she was more favored, so she was able to get more things. Like sort of an Eric Matthews type mm-hmm. of thing, and I was kind of like. Over there, just like looked away, but at the same time, I probably could have got away with whatever. I just I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't out on Goosey Night or anything, so I didn't do anything bad.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. So I've heard
2: it. Yeah, no. Like I've just heard. I I think I I've heard it where like usually. You're stricter with your first child And then, like, as the kids go on You just give up
1: But I also think it's it's hard to compare Because I think of all the kids Alan and Eric have the most in common as well And, like, they're the closest in age And I mean, that sounds silly Because, like, they are, there is a decent amount of distance between them But at the same time, like If you have so much in common And you're hanging out with your kid all the time It's tough to not make that friend relationship um, And... Alan is like, well, he needs to be protected from like the outside world, and Amy is like, you need someone else's opinion. Please don't overreact. And of course, they go to Feeny because everybody goes to Feeny in these two episodes, which I do love. I love Feeny, Feeny being the moral Feeny compass. Feeny gives good advice. He does and the truth. He'll but hit he you says, with the truth. He is. He's doing a little bit of um. Yeah, tough love. He says Eric is lazy, and Alan immediately.
0: <laughs> <puts>
1: <laughs> <out>. <laughs> don't you talk about my son like
2: that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like how Feeney's like, you know, he's really, really smart, but he doesn't apply himself And he's like, you know, Eric is the type of kid that could get like season his sleep But if only he applied himself, then he would be like a straight A student Like he's a smart kid, um, which really makes like Amy and Alan like feel good that like you know, that he's a, It's a... I guess they need to hear that he's smart. Um, he has potential. He has potential, exactly. Um, versus... And then he, like, compares, like, Eric to Corey. Like, Corey is not as smart, but he works harder at his grades. I don't know. what. Do, I mean, what do you think about this, Ben? I mean, you're an educator, so I don't know. Are you ranking your students? I, don't answer that.
3: I mean, I definitely have <laughs> dropped the... Uh, that, you have potential, or I've said that to a couple of parents, like, yeah, that kid that, you know, he has potential, he's just not showing it in the classroom. I, I've done a couple of like that, but there's a bunch of students who work really, really hard, and, like, it doesn't pay off, and they just, like, something's missing. Eric is the lazy kid who just doesn't do anything, and you're like, why, why aren't you doing your work, and yet... Mm -hmm. He just flies by and he's like, "Mm, I don't really care. And it's like, it sucks to see that because it's like, dude, you could do this. Whereas like that kid's working his butt off and he's still barely passing.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that's me. I'm the Eric in the situation. Like I like never tried hard in school. I, I famously did not study at all for my SATs and I like skated by like I was okay. But, like, if only I applied myself, then maybe I would be going to Penbrook <laughs> University.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then we see, and this is the moment, of course, when they find out, like, Vinnie thinks that Eric has potential. And, of course, Eric comes out in a cop uniform. Um, He's gotten a job as a security guard because he gets a walkie-talkie, a partner, a dog. He packs heat. Which Amy's like, you carry a gun? And he's like, no, I have a heater. <laughs> um, Amy is really upset. And Alan says he's taking the easy way out. and Which Feeney agrees with. Um, and then he says he's moving out. My thing is, is I kind of disagree. And I feel like this would be written differently if it was written today. Like, I think... Eric wouldn't even have a job. Eric wouldn't even be trying to find a job, and Eric certainly wouldn't be moving out. To me, this is, at least he's doing something. At least he's not sitting around on the couch playing video games unemployed. Like, he's actively getting a new job. Whether or not this is a career is a different question. But Ben, am I right? Like, I feel like they overreacted a little bit by this.
3: Absolutely, because, like, a security guard is, you're getting good money. He got it the, theoretically, next day. And, I mean... He he's doing it in spite. And like if spite motivates someone to do something, go for it. I've done that to students. I'm like, hey, prove people wrong. If they say you can't do this, just do it anyway. And show them that you actually mm-hmm. can't. So like I'm with Eric. Like he got a job. He's got Ronnie Patel, one of the sweetest guys in the world. He's got a dog. And another partner, cause sometimes they switch. But I give it up to Eric, man. Cause he could have been just thinking of the good-looking guy sequel type of episodes and stuff, but he didn't do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I really... I agree. Like, I really don't understand what the Matthews issue with Eric being a security guard is. Like, I think that's a good stepping stone, especially if he, like, wanted to explore law enforcement further. Like, what's wrong with being a security guard? I don't... I really don't even get it. Like... If you're talking about like prestige jobs, then I I, I, I think anything the law enforcement could be suitable. Mm-hmm. And it's just so strange to me. Like, I I don't know why this is considered like a bad job to have.
1: I think that uh, it's this was so
2: confusing. I
1: feel like the era of late nineties, early two thousands, I mean, even now too, um, it's very like Go to college or you're a screw up And like those are the only options Whereas I think now it's a little bit more um, Figure out what you want to do Whether that's taking a gap year Whether that's going to community college first And then going to a university Whether that's not going to college at all And doing like some type of trade Or something else right Something creative There's so many ways to do things now That I think back in the 90s I feel like it was a little bit more Go to college or you're not smart Was like the only option um and so maybe that's why They have this mentality um But it's, it's tough to watch and he you know he It doesn't end well he's moving out Um okay I mean he found an apartment Very quickly but that's fine <laughs> Um so we're at School the next day and Corey Topanga Oh my god this ruse is So ridiculous they're like fake Studying <laughs> And crazy what ingredients Do not what ingredient Which of these ingredients do not help you make Mud dirt water or turkey
3: it's a tough one like because if you think about it sat status you're like turkey turkeys are on the ground ground mud dirt okay hold on let me think about it because you know they do those trick questions but shout out to sean for really feeling confident he's like hell yeah i got that one right (laughs)
2: yeah he was like really really confident about that answer and excited about it he's like i know that one and Feeney's like wait a minute that came from the f um sat prep course like what is this he's like let me see that book and then it was like which is sweeter sugar or salt and it's like sugar sugar wow sean two in a row Uh, And I love how Feeney's like, let me see this. Where's my glasses? Where's "Where's my my glasses? glasses?" This this can't be right. Something's going on here. This can't be right. Yeah, we're just trying to build Sean's confidence up. It's a nice gesture, Jess, right? It
1: is, but it's also, I agree with Feeney here. Like, don't mislead Sean. Like, don't make him think that the SATs are going to be easy because... Let's be real Sean's like he's less Inclined to study if he thinks he knows all the Answers already so I'm Definitely more on Feeney's side but I do Appreciate Feeney like You know leaning in to the humor A bit and leaning in and saying yeah there's Gonna be cake sure Like you know cake's not enough sometimes We have talent shows um But he's like in between the hoopla There's learning so I I appreciate More Feeney's approach to this I Think this is the correct approach And maybe offering the guy some Cake to show up I mean that's an Incentive that's great you know do That but don't make him think it's Going to be easy because it's not I think the cake is a good Incentive I think there should
2: Always be some sort of snacks they Need to have snacks an SAT prep Thing like you certainly should Have snacks maybe like a Sandwich platter uh, a cookie
1: platter Did you guys do the uh, so SAT
3: prep course Back in the day
1: I honestly don't remember Doing any SAT prep courses But it like wouldn't surprise me If I did one <laughs> and just don't remember it I feel like I scored I couldn't tell you my exact score I scored okay Like standardized tests aren't like my favorite Um, I did alright I did serviceable I would say To like get into college It was fine
2: Uh, I, there was no vicinity of an SAT prep course that I, (laughs) like I did not go in like a three mile radius of an SAT prep course.
1: What about you, Ben? Do you, do you do SAT prep courses or do you teach too young? No, I teach middle school.
3: But like even back in the day, I was more on the never doing an essay. I, i chose not to do it they did it like hey we're having one at the school if you want to join," I was like no I'm fine I'll just take the test even though it's not like I'm gifted to like I'll just take the test and be fine I did very average whatever the average score is like 1500 that's exactly what I got it's like yeah I, I just guess most of the time I do the math do the math do the math and then I go okay and I look at my options I go none of them none of them are my how did Okay, so I'll just go with B, I guess. Then you go to yeah, the closest I'll go, one. Uh, B is, <laughs> yes,
1: choose yeah. C, if you don't know, was always the thing that we were taught. Choose C. Um, but, yeah, so uh, next we have um, Eric coming into the store, and he's basically bad-mouthing Amy to Alan, saying, you know, I can't believe Mom fired me, like you would have never fired me. And Alan is like, I should have fired you a million times. <laughs> And then Alan goes into this Whole rant which is is kind Of sad and he says I've been Messing up since the day you Were born um, I counted all your Fingers and toes and it's 20 Years later and I, I never took Kid gloves off around you um, and I mean this is this is kind of Sad Sarah to hear how Alan Feels like he's he's taking on all This responsibility for 20 Years of Eric's life I think It's
2: hard I would imagine it's Hard for a parent to not Feel like you take some responsibility about Like where your kid ends up Mm -hmm. I feel like it would be hard Um, But I, I mean I think That I think As much as Every parent Puts a finger on the pulse of a Child's life I think that you know, Eric has to take responsibility for where he ended up as well. He was very girl crazy during high school. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's nobody's fault. Not everybody's like a like a mathematician. It's fine.
1: Yeah, I think and and Eric has an opposite view. He's like, "All you did was love me. It's not, you know, it's it's not um it's not your fault." Um, and Alan's like I let you get away with things You took advantage I did a lousy job Preparing you For Blah blah the blah
2: I can say this about me Like this is me <laughs> Like yeah Like I can relate to all of this But like do I sit here And be like Oh my mom ruined
1: my life No it's like it's me It's her It's mm-hmm. the And it's at a certain point Eric is 20 years old Like he is not yeah. a child anymore And therefore Ben I feel like At this point He really should be taking More responsibility For his own actions
3: I, I'd assume probably Probably middle of high school, let's say sophomore year, you're well enough to make your own decision. When do they start trying you as an adult if you Mm -hmm. commit a crime? Because that's when, like, you can take responsibility.
1: Probably 16.
3: That perfect timing. It's like, if you can go to jail for something stupid you do, you are responsible for your own self. And eric shouldn't like Mm -hmm. i I think eric's or not eric uh alan matthews is putting it way too hard on himself he's just like trying he's such a downer yeah and it's like guy, you did an okay job eric is an all right guy and Corey is you know trying real hard in high school and morgan morgan got a line so like that's amazing she's a sweet daughter (laughs) who got to the
1: Morgan. The only...
3: You'd never yeah. fire
1: me,
2: Daddy, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course not, sweetheart. I uh, yeah, like, I mean, Morgan's, I mean, we always, like, I'm always like, yeah, like, Morgan's, like, the funny kid. I I mean, their kids are great kids. Like, they're good kids. Mm-hmm. They're good people. And that's, like, at the end of the day, that's all you want from your child is for them to be good people and, like... Go off and have their own good people Or like do good things like that's That's it it's fine he doesn't Have to be all like on himself No it's it's, and also It's like his attention was divided By three you know what I mean Like it's you just can't Like beat yourself up over It two out of three ain't
1: bad you Know like he's no there's nothing
2: wrong With Eric there's nothing (laughs) wrong with Eric The issue they're, uh, they're Saying like oh we we he because He he's a He's a dreamer, Eric. He's like, oh, like you act dumb and you rented a bear. Well, at least he was trying to bring money in. He's a big thinker in this
1: universe. Um, (laughs) And you know what? At least he gets to work with the cutest little basset hound of all time named Poppy Seed. Or Puppy Seed? Poppy Seed. I don't know which one. Poppy Seed. It was adorable. Um, And... (laughs) Uh, Eric is like you know talking about his mom With his partner and then we find out His partner is trying to get into college Because back home he was an engineer He's moved to America so he needs to start over Um, And he says anything of value Is worth hard work um And uh, he thinks that Eric, like his dream job is a security guard because that's what he's doing with his life. But is this what it took, Ben, to get Eric kind of in the right mindset to, to take the SATs? Absolutely.
3: You could see like the light kind of switch right when Ronnie says, you're doing what you want to do, right? And then he's like, yeah, but so are you. And he's like, no, I'm not. I, I have my book. I'm going to do something more. And it's like, oh, wait. So everyone just thinks this is what I'm going to do. Still, not a bad job, not a bad life. But I guess the whole thing is like maybe slippery slope of his parents thinking like, this is all you're ever going to do. You're never going to try. He'll be comfortable. And you'll never try again in your life. And, you know.
1: Yeah. And honestly, security guard is a great job if you're going to school because you could do it at night. And so then you have the day to go to school. So it honestly is like a pretty good job for somebody looking to go back to school if he wanted to maintain a job in college at the same time.
3: But shout um, out to uh, but they hear Ronnie, noise. Ronnie Patel, dude. Like you go to another country and you start over. He, I'm not doing that.
0: Yes. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do gem. that.
3: If I move, because I've he was often sweetheart. thought go to Australia, right? Move away, go to Canada. And if they said, hey, none of your stuff transfers to be a teacher, I'd go, oh, That's a shame. I'm going to do something else then. I'm not going to go to school.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, but he's motivated. Like, he came to the U.S. to build a life for him and his family or whomever. I mean, honestly, if you're going to be completely realistic, he is probably... Definitely sending money back home to where he's yeah. coming from. So, if you even put that into consideration, it even is more proof that he's like the biggest gem in the galaxy. Yeah. Because he's working hard trying to get his degree in the US to become the engineer that he already studied to be. Um, so, a very motivated guy. Great, mm-hmm. uh, great, great, like little side character for this episode.
1: Yeah, he's, he's really good as far as one-off characters go um, Especially because his impact When you think about his impact long-term It's like pretty significant That's um, true And then they get scared And of course it's Feeney <laughs> Feeney is there late uh, Obviously he has his SAT prep course And he starts getting on Eric's case He says, your time would be better spent in the classroom with everybody else And he says, I know you're scared You're scared of something And it's stopping you from becoming what you're capable of being um, and he tells Eric he gives up too easily And I think like this is a lot Like there is a lot of kind of pile on On Eric um, I don't think they necessarily Mean it in this way um But like I do love that Feeney is so invested In Eric like this is not the first time They've had this conversation this is mul- Like we've seen this over multiple episodes a lot This season um where Feeney is just like Eric like you should go to college Eric There's still time to take the SATs Um, Is it too much, Sarah, that all of these people are kind of pushing Eric at once? (sighs) Maybe
2: Yeah, like if I was Eric, I would say automatically, yes, it's too much Too much noise Some people need that push Mm -hmm. Some people need the push Some people will get the push and still won't do it It's really a case-by-case basis Some people need to get there within themselves To make that first jump um, I don't know exactly what kind of kid Eric is um, But this show would like us to believe That if everybody just piles on and you push him Then he'll do the right thing But I think it doesn't work for every single person I think that everybody reacts to being, like, pushed differently Mm-hmm
1: yeah, that's fair. Ben, what do you think? Is this, is this too much uh, for, for Eric at this point to have everybody, like his, his teacher, his family members, all kind of piling on him, mean, Corey and Amy and Alan? I feel
3: like sometimes, as crazy as it sounds, like sometimes the universe is sending you signals to like do something. And if everywhere you turn, mm-hmm. people are on your case about your life, you can't take it as a, like, man, why is everyone on my case? It's like, wait, why is everyone on my case? Like, there's got to be more to this. And yeah. it's like, if Ronnie Patel's like, hey, this is what you want to do. And you're like, I don't want to do this. And then Feeney's saying like, dude, you have something. You just, you're afraid to do it. It's like, yeah, everyone's telling you do something more. So it is piling on and it would suck if it happened to me. But then it would take like, I'd have to step back and go, why is everyone piling on? There's a reason someone's piling on me. So mm-hmm. Eric needs, Eric needs this push more than anybody needs this push. More than Sean Mm -hmm. needs cake.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: I don't know Like I I, like I don't know if it's just like My pettiness but like
1: sometimes I just feel like If everybody is pushing me Sometimes I just want to do the opposite That's fair but I think that Like the way they're pushing them as well is Also like a you're worth you have so Much potential like they're not saying like You're a screw up you suck like they're Putting it in terms of like you're not living Up to your potential which also kind of sucks To hear sometimes but it is the truth I mean it seems to work because we see Eric sitting outside kind of like spot in on the SAT prep course So he's, he's making moves you know he's not in the Classroom but he's watching from outside Um and he's looking At his co-workers book um And we see Sean eating cake And Corey sees Eric and they kind of have this Like little exchange of smiles it's, it's very Sweet um I really, I really Like that moment especially because I feel like you get a nod to like Eric Thanking Corey for like pushing him like In that smile I feel like that's what we're seeing Um And then we get Corey like the audacity. This is such a weird scene The audacity of so many people to interrupt Feeney When he's just ch- chilling at home Like he's trying to relax, you know Great. This is so weird Yeah, go ahead, Sarah what, Why do they do that? Mr. Feeney, we have some issues
2: with you And Feeney's like, what the heck did I do? It's like a Sunday afternoon Like I'm just trying to guard it He's like, we just came back from our SATs And he's like and they're like, we're here to discuss it. He's like, for years, more than we can remember, you have drove us nuts by filling our heads with dates and ideas and numbers and concepts, and we did the SAT prep course, and you've been drilling us, and we just are here to say thank you. And it's like, okay, like, just say thank you like a normal human being. Call it a day and let Feeney get back to his gardening. Um, write, write a card,
3: then. give him a gift card, and say thanks. That's all they have to do. They Ooh. don't have to do any of this other stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh, like a little gift card to the local nursery yeah, would with be the so handwritten
3: good. Note, yeah. Oh, yeah, note he'd that love like, that. As a teacher, anytime a yes, student gives me love a gift, that. like if it's just a gift card, it's like, oh, dope, thank you. Like, but if they wrote something, it's like, even if your parents made you write it, I love the fact that you wrote something to me, and it's like, you thank time. you, like, thank you for that. I don't even care really what the prize is in the Cracker Jack box here, because it's like, hey, you wrote something about my class of an inside joke, so it's like. Hey, you're getting something out of it. Okay, I'll take that.
2: You're yeah, yeah like your class impacted yeah, but their but lives. You showed up to like my door in...
3: and told me all this stuff. I What are you doing? Go, go.
1: <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, number one. This was such a weird scene. I maybe they just try to like there. There are a lot of these types of scenes like later on in the series, and I wonder if they're trying to like. Create continuity with them or something But yeah it is kind of strange Um and then we get one of my favorite scenes of the episode Honestly this whole episode is really good but this one I think Is my favorite um Eric goes into the wilderness store and he says hi To Amy and he's like you fired me You know I deserve to be fired I'm really sorry I let you down Um And uh, and this is when he you know he's saying to Alan he pulls Alan aside and he says you know you said something wrong you said there'd be a time where you wouldn't be around and that's just not true Um, I remember everything you taught me so I'm going to teach that to my children so you're always going to be around Um, you taught me I could be anything I wanted to be and then Eric whips out the SAT scores he took the SAT Sarah like this is huge That's great like I like my favorite part is
2: when he showed his parents the SATs the other stuff is kind of like the Lion King esque to me like (laughs) oh like your forefathers and your father's before that are looking over
1: you that you live on in the memories of others and you live on in what you were taught and teach others like that is a very common thing.
2: I like that he got to open up his SAT scores with his parents, and they had that moment between the three of them. I thought that was sweet. Like, I don't need to like hear the entire for like, once. You are not the mushy one, Ben. Who
1: side are you on in this? I, I
3: mean, it was a little, <laughs> a little too much, like piling on of emotion of like. Once to cue the music, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we've had a whole episode of this. Just yeah, give them the paper, show them you did something, and then like congratulate. I'm down with that. But the speech is like, yeah, we, we, we want to know. But at the same time, it's like he's telling Alan, "You taught me everything." It's like Eric, you don't even listen to anybody. What me? You weren't listening to <laughs> Alan Matthews teach you things. There's no way you'll be able to teach your future kids, which we know he doesn't have.
2: Yeah. Especially after Uncle Daddy, which we hate oh, that no. episode. Title. I hate the title. I'm
1: but with you. So I'm with like, you. That was ben,
3: awful. Like,
2: does it I feel as I feel as though Eric this version of Eric would have gone on to make a fabulous parent. Not not dancing with squirrels. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Eric. This 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 would have been nice. It like I think that like season four, they were building him to be like a very nice, upstanding citizen, even if a little, a little dumb. But um yeah, like I think that it would have been, it it, it would have been fine if we just. I wanted to know the SAT score, so let's just like open up. <laughs> just imagine
3: you cut him off. You taught me. Like, I've know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are you here for? What are you here for? just
1: yeah, yeah, but, just open, yeah. The, open to the paper. So he does score well. Um, he scores two hundred points higher than the last time, and Alan says he's super proud of Eric. It's a very cute moment, and then we get another sure. like leave Feeny alone. But Eric has to go run to see Feeny. He's Mister Feeny, Mister Feeny. Feeny comes barreling out of the house in pajamas, and he's just like, "I was sleeping. Like, what is going on?" And Eric's like, "I need help picking out a college." And Feeny's like, "Okay, we'll talk about this in the morning." And like Feeney, Eric, Eric is like losing his mind And he so Feeney finally is just like, fine, put on the coffee I'll meet you in the kitchen um, And Eric says that He heard Feeney thought that he was smart And hearing that was worth a thousand SAT points aw, so cute I think
2: it's time for <laughs> Feeney to move
1: I think he's Seriously? too accessible
2: Yeah So yeah, they're gonna look at colleges He says, what about Penbrook? which we know they end up in Pembroke yeah. right right that's I believe so I believe that's the college yeah, yeah. I think that's the college yeah um Pembroke not, Harvard's not a chance um he didn't even know what Harvard was a year ago uh yep. he was like that that's ho-, I forget what he called it but he was like I don't know yale. I think it was Yale he called yeah. Yale oh, or something Yale, yale. yeah you're <laughs> right, right. okay oh, yeah. yeah. Young, yeah. Andy, good. So, um, yeah, I, I I thought that yeah, I agree. It's a good Eric episode. Um, I love that he scored better on his SATs. Um, and once again, that's kind of just like he studied a little. Like I remember after Uncle Daddy, he's like, I'm gonna go study for my SATs. So I guess maybe that like one hour studying that he did like five weeks ago really helped him. But I, I do like that he improved
3: his score. He doesn't get many wins, so it's good yeah, to see I him mean, get something. I, don't, I can't even, like, I'm trying to think later on, yeah, in this because yes. they'll just make him dumb, and then once he hooks up with uh, Sean's brother, Jack, that's that's kind of it. Like, he's not going to have many wins anymore, because then he's obsessed with yep. Rachel, and that, yeah. that's his life.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like this really is like, I mean, I've, maybe we see him, like, get into college, that's probably a win, like, but I you're right, like I don't really see like what other like Eric centric storylines with a heart that we get yeah. throughout the series. Yeah.
1: No, this was a great episode. I mean it's definitely a tougher one. It's not as like lighthearted as some of the episodes can be, but I think like there are valuable things to learn about this episode. So I really enjoyed it and I agree, Ben, like we don't get a ton of like solo Eric content. So um it is nice to see him get this episode. Um, But before we talk cult fitch- fiction, because we are going to talk about that one, that 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 episode. Oh, so fun! <laughs> We're going to stop down and take a quick ad break.
4: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
1: All right, we are back. Oh, my gosh. I forgot that there was an episode where Sean joins a cult. Like, Sarah, is this episode better or worse than uh, what's what's eating Corey Wolf or whatever that one is?
2: Uh, It's still better. It's still better. That's like our baseline for terrible. Episodes. Who's afraid of Corey Wolf? Like, that's like the bottom. But I mean, so like. It's such an important episode And we all remember that Turner gets into this motorcycle accident Everybody who's ever watched Boy Meets World remembers that However, to pair the Colt storyline in the same episode As Turner getting into a motorcycle accident Who are you, Boy Meets World, (laughs) to make that decision? I've n- I never remembered that this happened, to Sean. Yeah. I never remember that he joined a cult. I definitely remember that um, we get an unresolved storyline of Turner getting hurt. What the actual fuck is the question?
3: These writers were, uh, they're on something else, <laughs> and man. They're aunt- just like, hey, we got to cram in. I wonder if it was more of a, we don't have jonathan turner anymore for next season so like what we gotta we gotta exit him out right now so what should we do motorcycle accident okay
2: you have two episodes at this point this the penultimate episode and the season finale to make a good storyline as to why turner is making his exit from the show uh we did not do that we it is this is so
1: painful it's very jarring too because Turner has been largely absent from season four we haven't felt his influence on Sean like we have in the past and so to suddenly have him reappear and like really assert himself in Sean's life is feels very strange it really does like we know that Turner was a big influence on Sean um but he hasn't been this entire season so for him to just show up last minute and have, like, a lot to say about Sean joining a cult and then gets a motorcycle accident, it feels very much like a rushed storyline. Whoa, 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 whoa. That sounds like um, a judgment right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to recenter
2: myself. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, like, behind, like, the curtain a little bit, like, I've always heard that, like, the reason why they wrote Turn Off the Show was because in their minds it didn't make sense to have, like, a 20-something on the show with like kids like or 30 something they couldn't like place him and give him like good storylines like do you have any other knowledge as to why
3: no idea i just always assumed he did something else on some other pilot that never got picked up because yeah he was you know a young guy so i figured that's what it was but i
1: don't know yeah keep writing them i wonder if he was also frustrated because he wasn't in a ton of storylines in season three or season four I don't know, but it's a
2: real disservice. We, after this episode, we don't see Turner again. We hear him referenced in Graduation. Um, Yeah, across the hall. Minkus, right? Minkus says, uh, like, hey, Mr. Turner. And then we don't, but we don't see him. And we don't see him until Girl Meets World. And if you guys remember, Jonathan Turner becomes a superintendent, um, which... Is the person that hires Corey to be the English teacher Uh, So we do see him again He's alive But we don't see him for the rest of Boyne's World Which kind of just like pisses me off so much more That we spend the majority of this um, episode In this weird cult storyline That I think just leads to... I think what the show wanted was to have the ending monologue with Sean speak to God. And I think that's their way of getting there. Because it's like, what do you believe in? And he's trying to find something they believe in. So they use this bullshit cult storyline. And I think that... We didn't have to do it. I think it's too much of
1: too much bullshit to get like not enough juice. And it's on top of that. It's really hard to tell this entire story in 20 something minutes. And they don't do a great job of it. Like I still don't quite understand the cult or what they're trying to push or exactly what they're trying to do. Like it doesn't really make sense. They don't really. The only thing I know about the cult is they live at a place called the center. They like to be centered and they like for teenagers to live there. Um, and they like to give out hugs. So let's, lots uh, and lots let's of turn it into
3: um, 21st century here of what we think the center is because yeah, I had my wife watch it and she's like, so what do they do? And I'm like, I don't know, but I guarantee Mr. Yeah. Max touching people. That's just what most cults end up happening is like the leader has all these young people adore him and. Yep, and they're all his wives. So let's and just assume that's and, what's happening yeah. behind the touching, the hugging doors. It gets a little more touchy.
2: yeah, yeah. And, then, and that just makes it darker and grosser and yeah, it's it is so unclear um about what's going on here and then he's manipulating teenagers to live and move away from home this guy yeah it's it's quite disturbing yeah but- so
1: let's let's dive in because we have a lot I have a lot more to say on this cult and everything but let's let's break this down a little bit um We start off with Sean of course is doing Terribly in Turner's class And Turner is asking Sean if he's Thought about college he's thinking about Hawaii because he'd like to go outside of the country Um and Turner like gets on Sean's case he says don't Blow me off you're in your junior year Um it's time to start getting serious about Things we find out Topanga wants to go to Penn State and Corey wants to go to wherever Topanga goes like okay me with a spoon and Turner is just like TikTok, time to make a decision What are you going to do when They throw you out of school Next year who are you going to Be like I don't know very Jarring for me Sarah to like Have Turner all of a sudden be All over Sean when like his Parents are home now like I Don't know I mean I think that We have to
2: assume um, that Turner stayed in Sean's life Even if we didn't see it If we don't assume that then it's so much Harder to get on board with the storyline Right yeah so I think that we can just live in this world Where like they stayed connected He still calls Jonathan Jonathan and not Mr. Turner Mm -hmm. so we're gonna have To believe that like they still have this connection Especially um, That's what makes the ending of the episode That much heavier Mm -hmm. so Let's pretend like he has been involved in Sean's life, Uh, Ben, does he have the right to give and push his opinion on what Sean does in that case? I'm gonna say if he
3: truly knows Sean like we all do, this is not what he needs to do. Look, last episode, Eric needs the push to do it. This is where if you push on, he'll do the you. He'll do the opposite, which he does, so it doesn't help.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right exactly so once again it's going Back to know your audience Know who you're speaking to And that is whether it's your kid Or a peer or whomever Um and I Think that you're right like Sean does Not appreciate The the push um And I think he Just feels that like you Know nobody gives a crap About him and Turner Mistakenly says like I'm One of like A handful of people that care about you Uh And I think that once again I think that is Very damaging for Turner to say Because he should know if he's really That close to Sean that that is like A trigger for Sean And that is an insecurity of Sean's Uh, So I think that Was not great and then When people are vulnerable That's when it's easy for An outside source to swoop in um, to a vulnerable, in need person, and uh, and kind of scout yeah. a vulnerable Sean. Yeah,
1: Sherry being a creeper, she's just listening. I didn't know. I noticed her immediately too because she's wearing like a bright orangey red color, and so you can see her peeking her head around in the background, and she just walks right in, and she's just like, "I have over a hundred people who care about me." Um, and Turner judged you and that's wrong. Do you wanna go for coffee? Like she's immediately like swooping in on Sean Ben and like, you know, luring him in. And she's a victim, very obviously. Um, but it's very much like this is the type of manipulation tactics they're taught in this cult is to don't mention the word cult. You just say, Do you wanna have some coffee? There are it, a lot of people that care about me.
3: It's one
2: who well, I mean, it starts off is like well, hey, I mean- you want to join a cult. That's how, that's how very they upfront. should start. I'm interested.
3: Away. What is your like? Honestly, if you came up to me and said, "Hey, do you want to go join a cult?" <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say, what do you guys do?" Like, I'm I'm interested in learning what what, what is what your cult about? Because I'm what what happens. But if you say you want to go get some coffee, yeah. hundreds of people yeah, care me about more. me, and they can care about you. You want to get some coffee? You're trying to sell me. No, thank you. I don't want to be sold.
1: Yep. Well, You're I mean, than like you said, he felt like, uh, man,
3: Turner put him in the perfect place to like, you could have, next person could have talked him into doing heroin and he would have been like, okay, this will give me the release I need. I'm in.
2: Yes. You're right. You're yeah. right.
1: Yeah. And so he, <sighs> they go to the center. Everybody starts hugging Sean and he's just like, this is weird. Oh, um, man. Everybody's like, Sherry, <laughs> Sean. Um and it's so it's just it's very 80, Like Sean's, like it's, it's the either, Cheers
2: treatment without ever going to Cheers. Yeah, there's no
1: bar. That's the downside. Um, and Sean's like this is either really cool or really creepy. Um, And then we have Sean being like, or excuse me, Sherry being like, laughter is a mask which denies the reality of a situation and it's all about nervousness. Bitch, sometimes shit is funny. Girl, who hurt Mr. you? Mr.
3: behind who that celebrity door. We know what went down there. Come on. Oh, Give us the Netflix original called no. The yeah, Center. Give it's us that true. original show. I want it.
1: Oh
2: Ooh. yeah, a yeah. deep expose. I wouldn't of the mind center. the cult
1: storyline if it was more than one episode because I feel like they could have set it up better. But this is—it's all very much. Um, there's no music, there's no DJ. It's just to hang out. We get together and talk about stuff. They could be your friends too. Um, it's like the poetry club, but with more hugging. And well, less
3: there was a sexy lot of hugging. Times. Yeah, there was. Remember a lot all of the hugging. like sexy eyes? There was, was a lot of. Like, a lot of
2: a lot of, lot of tension. Yeah, a hug so, is a burst I, of pure love. Real quick, love. are you guys down you with like? Because
3: <laughs> I hate hugs. Like, stay away from me. So, like, if the fact that this girl's coming, I
1: stiff know. arm to
3: the face. I,
1: I would yeah. not hug a stranger. I feel like that is like out of bounds for me. Um, I feel like it really depends. Like, I can, I will hug. The thing is, is like, so I just went to a family Christmas party, and the thing that it always happens in my family. Is if and this is very like Traditional right I'm not saying it's right or Wrong this is just the way it happens in my family Where it's like um I Hug the men and the women The men shake hands with the men And so like you know what I mean like That is and the men hug the women Basically so it's like you Hug everybody at a family Christmas party I guess is what I'm Saying just to like say hi and I'm not talking like A deep you know Hug that lasts and lingers (laughs) It is like a quick like pat Pat good to go um, I would not say I'm a hugger by nature, though. No, family situations. I guess that was a long explanation about hugs. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't like oh, hugs good. either. We're
3: all three together.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I just like I always just go back yeah, to side. like who, who started the man shake and who made the rules that men shake hands while women hug like that is that i just want to know if i what are the you know those questions like yeah oh like what are Where'd the questions start? that you Wait, ask that's the question you, you ask heaven blah, blah blah it's like that's the question no, one up. If, if, I get, if i get if i get like can i get like 10 questions if i got 10 questions all then right I, I can see, like, see that being that number six there. yeah <laughs> i know like, who started it
1: The thing is, it's like, I want to know too. It's like, why is it that women are expected to hug everybody? That's, I want to say culture because
3: my wife's side, Filipino family, yo, you hug all day every, like the second you meet people at a party, hugs. And then when you leave a party, you got, you have to hug every single person. And I hate hugs. And I, I try to put stuff between me and like someone so I can go, oh, oh, sorry, you know, (laughs) now that I got a. Yeah, now that I got a Oops, baby, sorry, I can easily that. just like I'm holding the baby go I- how you doing? How you doing? Or I give them the baby and I walk Yo, away. Genius. So it's like the baby's saving some hugs for me because you're out of it. Hate it.
1: That yep. is a buffer baby. That is wonderful. Yeah, that, that that baby
2: is earning their money. I love that. Yeah. I think I'm just going to like that's hold good. the cake.
3: Yeah, people can't yeah, get you know, in between that. Like if I awesome. have a
2: cake in my hands, oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think that like, yeah, in my family, it's definitely considered um, like bad oh. to Irish goodbye. Like, you have to like go to every single person and say so annoying. See you later. Have a merry Christmas. Like, I don't really, honestly, mind. The good news is I don't have to do it to the kids. If you're under a certain age, who gives a fuck about you? I don't have to say shit to you because you like you're a kid. Hi. Who cares? I say goodbye to the host. Yeah.
2: Or um the host and hostess of the party And that's the only people I say goodbye that's to That's fair
1: it, For me it's a family party so it's different If it was like a situation where it was my friend was throwing a party I would only worry about saying goodbye to them You know like Sarah if you that's threw a party and I came I wouldn't be like oh bye Sarah's millions of friends Like no I don't give a shit about them
2: No I'm going to have to walk you through Like say goodbye to this one say goodbye to They're this all going like, to be you're- blonde
1: It's going to be too overwhelming
2: <laughs> You're not going to be able to they're tell me, them the apart same. I mean
1: they're all blonde white women what am I supposed to do They all look the same
2: uh, I know <laughs> I, It doesn't sound great but it's not my fault um, I was the I was the the culture Or the, the cultural one In my town dang. That's how white my town was <laughs> um, <laughs> So yep. we meet
1: Mr. Mac He's the one who runs the center And of course he's like He's doing too many hugs it's too much um and he he does the thing that you were doing earliest Sarah. Like he's like, "Hi, Sean. How are you, Sean? Do you like it at the center, Sean? Sean, how are you?" Like over and over, and then uh, and then he's like, "Oh, but it's oh, so this is a this is a cult," and everybody laughs at him. He's like, "You're judging them, Sean. You should feel terrible about yourself." You know what this is actually? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it's a cult. It's a cult. No, no, no,
2: no. Um, Andy's methods from the office. That's on true. making a good name first impression, one of them is name recognition, and that's what they're doing. They're trying to get people to like them by repeating names.
1: Oh yeah, you feel more like it's personalized mm-hmm. when you but say that someone's But that has
3: the name. complete yeah. opposite yep. effect, yep. or at least for me, I had one parent two years ago. I it weirded me out. They would look me in the eyes and say my name every time they spoke <laughs> to me, and I'm like. Uh, okay, it's like, how are you doing today, it's Ben? Oh ben, God. this is a great setup for the kids, right, Ben? And I'm like, stop saying my name. This is weird. I don't know you. <laughs> I
2: haven't met you. If anybody's... Yeah, so... That's so creepy. Work. That's weird. Um, I found nicknames are actually a better way of forming connections than name recognition. I if don't you... have a
1: nickname, Sarah. Now I'm offended. You're not trying to connect with me. Um, I have
2: a nickname. I'm sure you have a nickname With me mm-hmm. uh, But yeah no that's like an easy Way to build a connection Between somebody um, <laughs> J-Dog Right? No um, No <laughs> Joking I hate this um, uh, you asked life. for it. Um, uh,
1: so we go to Chubby's and like Sean. Wait, me- hold on. Oh, sorry, one go for a second. Left. So they establish
2: that they all live there. That's the most yes. concerning thing.
1: Yeah. So all how- these these wayward teens are living at the center. I don't even understand like how this guy owns this slate How this is legal? Like Feeny's been trying to shut them down. Apparently, I don't know how he hasn't been able to. Um, like, tell me why?
2: Like we missed out on like the law and order like episodes of Feeny yes. trying to to shut down this establishment
1: yeah yeah definitely Feeney is like stable or like and like (laughs) Like, I've been trying to shut down
2: this establishment for years (laughs) like what the actual fuck is this what do you mean you've been trying to shut
1: down this place for years (laughs) Feeney like fixes his mustache he's like I've been working on this one for five years (laughs)
0: <laughs> what do they
1: mean? I really need to see uh, this episode of Lock and Harder I don't
4: know where yeah. we were. Oh,
1: we're at Chubby's now. Sean she gives an over-exuberant hug to, uh, to Corey. It's, it's too much. I don't know. You Corey finds out about the center. Better I am center-
3: totally centered right now. <laughs> what does that even mean? That's like some weird... It's gross. I don't know yep. it feels
1: like yoga shit Like it feels like Yeah I don't, center I don't like yourself. it breathe yeah, in, center yourself. Breathe like I like <laughs> being on edge Okay like, it's like, it's, it's like, Don't tell me to calm down <sighs> Anyway Uh. So yeah so Sean's like I really like the center Corey Corey's like um yeah this is a cult <laughs> mm-hmm. Hi friend you're in a cult
2: <laughs> just like how like earlier in the season like hi friends like you're in the mafia yes yeah i can you believe that, that both the cult and the mafia episodes in the season and sean season. joined when both of them we... <laughs> but like for both of i'm them, telling you he's a step so away from
3: heroin. <laughs> heroin it could have happened any episode
2: yeah it could have happened it, is. it could
1: have he, is. he i
2: mean it got dark i mean he really like dark Angela saved him We all know that's to be true
1: Fair that's very fair Um, And then we get in this weird conversation where Corey is just like Well what do you believe in Sean And this is just like strange to me Like religion does not get brought up a ton On the show and so it feels like they're leaning In that direction Especially with the way we end the episode And, like, I don't know why we needed to go here. Like, to me, Turner can get in a motorcycle accident and Sean can still pray and it not mean he's religious. Like, it it doesn't necessarily mean that, right? Like, if you're in a dire situation, you would turn to anything for help. Um, So maybe, I mean, I guess that's the cult. But it's just a weird conversation they have. Um, And Sean is just like, I found a place that accepts me. I don't want to be judged. Um, what do you believe in, Corey? A mother and a father in a nice house? I don't have that. It's like, okay, well, you have a mom and dad now, Sean. Like, honestly, like, it's not as bad as it used to be, Sean. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, like, we don't know where Chad and
2: Vernet are at all, actually. They're working on hot their tubbing. relationship, whatever that means. That means they're, like, uh, doing it
4: constantly hot in the trailer, somewhere else. <laughs> So
2: he's kicked out they of the They went trailer. on a vacation
3: in the home. That works.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's uh, trailer... It's- it was like a triple wide, but at the same time, like there's only so much space to All not hear, hot right, hot take
3: here. On. Do you think, yeah, because it is kind of sandwiched into this episode, no pun intended on my name here, but they brought in religion for like mm-hmm. this one episode and don't really touch on it ever again. Do you think it's because they're like, hey, we're getting sponsors and like, is this a Christian type based show? And then that's probably like the 700 club, like trying to pay for sponsorships. And they're like, yeah, watch, watch this yeah. next episode. Well, it's very religious. Cause it felt so un- unneeded. Like I, religion aside, whatever you believe in is whatever you believe in, but like, it's out of nowhere, like cults and religion, unless they're trying to say religion is like a cult. Yeah. And then I think they're going to make the 700 club upset.
2: I mean, I mean, I think that they lost their sponsor Once the 700 Club realized that But it is, it really is weird Considering that we've never had an episode like this Nor we've ever had an episode like this again Well, I mean, I don't remember how In the future there might be A situation Maybe like it I don't know we're gonna have to evaluate That in the future but Uh yeah it's a weird one It's very very strange And I think that It's interesting for Alan to get on his Case about what he believes in later on Corey it's 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 strange uh we get the Scene between Turner and Sean where Turner's like So like what's going on with this like Center place Um, And Sean Does not want to talk about it because Turner Is
1: just going to judge me He keeps talking about judgment all The time and it's like I don't know that people judge you A lot right currently like I feel Like yes like for being in a trailer park of Course there's that stereotype and like maybe Being not, not as well off and maybe not Trying as hard in school but like I don't think anybody's judging him currently Which is why this episode feels so strange and Out of place like I don't know What sparked the spiral beyond He's not necessarily like prepped for college Um, But yeah it's just Sean says something is missing Everyone can see right through him um, And Turner says that He doesn't think that He doesn't feel that way And Sean says the center cares about him Um Turner goes on this tirade and says You know the Sean Hunter I know Is one of the most unique individuals I've met Don't let the center take away who you are Ben did this conversation like I don't know sit well with you I just don't know that I really It feels like they're trying to make us be like, yeah, go Turner, like tell Sean. But like, I just didn't.
3: The whole thing felt weird. Thing, I, don't think. Where I, I don't like when they do the whole judgment thing. Like, that's a judgment. You're not allowed to do that. It's like, you're absolutely allowed to make judgments about whoever and whatever you want based on whatever someone says. That's how we live our life. So the fact that Turner's like, mm, no, I'm going to judge you right now. That's yeah. fine because you're doing this. It's not in your character. This is my judgment. You're making a bad decision based on what? Because you have no belonging? I don't know. I felt like Turner maybe needed to go harder at him just to make him see like hey this isn't the right path this isn't what you should do look at your friend like he always Turner was good at like bringing in Corey to like kind of bring the yin with the yang which worked for Sean but it's like no I don't I don't like what Turner had to say it it was all gross the second Sean said that's a judgment I'm like get uh, the scene just bothered me
2: yeah right yeah Yeah. and he like be in the scene where he's like I don't even know who I am And that's, like, the main issue. Yep. Um, We get Corey bringing Eric to the center. And, of course, Eric is all about the center because there's girls there. It's, like, apparently we're back to season one, Eric, or season two, Eric. Um, Sure. And Eric is saying... um, I don't know, he meets these girls He's all in on the center And then Corey has to Try to convince Sean to leave Again, it's kind of Like maybe it's just like a very redundant Episode of it like Somebody trying to help Sean, Sean's like Don't judge me, or you don't Get it, or you can't get it, and then Like, you know, we leave And then we try it again, so maybe that's What we have issues, one of the Many issues with this um, Episode
1: yeah, it just doesn't land well for me. Um and uh yeah, so Sean Sean is like, "Oh yeah, you you should leave. Um everything you say is artificial." And uh it's just uh, Corey's just like, "This guy's not going to help you find what you're looking for. Um once he has you, he won't let you go. Nobody judges judges who you are or where you come from." Um, And then of course Freaking Mr. Mac is like Let's welcome our new life member Sean Hunter And then Sean starts like Hugging everybody He's very quick to turn around On the hugs I feel like Once an anti-hugger Always an anti-hugger He is mm-hmm. very much like Oh we're doing well, hugs now Maybe Sean's always
2: been pro-hug And he's been deprived of it All of his life and now he's Hold felt how he wants. good a, a hug fell, feels. And <laughs> now he's like, I can't get enough hugs. <laughs> Just like the heroine. Hooked he on on hugs. There he's it is. hooked on <laughs>
1: hugs. Hooked on hugs. <laughs> uh, so we're at the Matthews and Corey. It, the way this scene is cut is strange to me because it almost as like we're rocking in mid-conversation. Um, where Corey walks into to Alan, Amy, and Feeney and. Um, he's like we need to save Sean You know the center is like eating him alive Alan wants to drag him out of there Feeny says he's been <laughs> trying to shut it I've been trying to shut it down for five years um, <laughs>
2: I think that was, You know what I think like I take it all back Like maybe this is a good episode no, Just You're because of that Just because like, <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to shut it down For I've years How
1: for How five has you been trying to shut it down <laughs> I picture Feeny like Fixing his pants when he says that You know like pulling him up a little bit Rearranging them. This Mr. Mac is a frightening man. Yeah, trying to shut down. Um, so Sean comes in with Eric, and he brought Eric back to drop him off because Eric got kicked out of a (laughs) call. Least believable part of this entire
2: episode.
1: (laughs) He wasn't sincere. He was just in it for the hugs. Ben, listen. He, we're now officially in Bachelor Bachelorette territory. If he wasn't in it for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, oh, no. So Sean wants to go back to the center. Alan says no, and Sean's like, "That's what Mister Max said you'd say." Like, I can't with this Ben. Everything everybody I hate says, it but that's how, what Mister Max said say. Have you ever
3: had a friend who's doing like a stupid choice, and you see it, and you're like, "Stop making that choice," but like, you can't do anything. You can't convince them any which way to like, don't don't do that thing. I know you're going to do. Like one time, there was a I had a friend. And this dude was hitting on her, and like mm. he's the sleazeball, but she did, just didn't see it. She didn't see any of the moves he was doing. And I'm like, dude, stop, stop. Like, th- you can see this. And she's like, no, he's such a good guy, though. And I'm like, of course you're going to say that. That's what he wants you to do. And then she said the one thing, nah, it, you just don't understand him. And I'm like, oh, she's hooked on hugs. Hooked on hugs. It ain't happening.
2: Okay. Oh, no. Bye. <laughs> Yeah yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, So yeah So Feeney says Mr. Mack has given him a thought for every occasion Amy is like why do you need to Believe in the center Um, what did you believe In previously do you believe in God and this It's such a strange conversation To be having I think like I don't I don't know like I just think like I think you're right like I feel like it's very strange that all of a sudden religion is like coming into play here and like everyone keeps asking Sean this question as if like who cares like that's his decision like I don't know how that really has any you know bearing in here um but this is also the scene where we find out Turner's been in a motorcycle accident um and Sean says he'll meet them there everybody else leaves to go to the hospital And, of course, he brings stupid Mr. Mac because we're not done with this character yet. He has to be at the hospital, too, Sarah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. because Sean felt like they
2: could use some help. And we can – Mr. Mac, Mr. Philip Mac, and a Feeney interaction. And Officer Feeney's like, Mac, you don't belong here. What are you doing in here? Um, And Mr. Mac says, one of my children invited me. I'm always here for them. And Eric wants to come back. And they're like, no, not you. Anyone but you. Um, And everyone's like, you know, you don't need this dude, Sean. Like, your life would be fine. And um, Mr. Mac tries to forgive Feeney for trying to shut his place down. Um, Yeah, there's like a little bit of a kerfunkle between the adults there's like yeah some i punches, love
1: alan, alan, to be alan like shoves him um and alan went full and like, american
3: history x dad on um, him i'm sure you guys have seen that movie and once i found out that alan matthews and yep. i'm like oh my god alan matthews and this is a moment where i'm like oh i guess that that's how the crossover went because he i mean he would love a lawsuit dude you shoved him into a wall yeah. lawsuit there you go like you already did it
1: Yep that's exactly yep. what he wants Yeah Yep And I love I do love the line of like You know Sean Hunter is the best friend My son has ever had I will protect him uh, from, I will kill to protect p- him From people like you Um, I just I, I love this. We like
2: that because That's something that we've been Asking for for a while Like yeah. we wanted Alan to be That type of person For Sean In season three
1: And I think that Alan just has like A lot going on Right now Like I think it makes sense That like maybe he doesn't Always say this to Sean But like he has a store He has three other kids Like he has a lot going on So it kind of makes sense He doesn't exactly have the time But like But he still
2: cares about him He still
1: cares about him And he sees himself in him Like this is He felt like this is who he was Growing up And so he feels like A, a protectiveness over him um, And uh, and he's like You can't have Sean And Mr. Max is like That's up to Sean um, And then he says Something so nasty Yeah that's just gross can't. There are many more Just like him
3: And it's true like, though It's true, and he's going to continue doing what he does until Mr. Feeney shuts it down.
1: Yeah.
2: I really hope that Mr. (laughs) Feeney did shut him down. I know we don't get to see it, but just like Feeney intervening with the cops and being like, I'm here, guys. It's like, I've I've come to shut them down. Um, yeah, the next scene is actually pretty serious. So we get Topanga, Sean, and Corey, um, at Topanga, um, at Mr. Turner's hospital bed. Mr. Turner's unconscious and in a bunch of casts. And Sean is saying, I can't be here. It's too intense. Like, it hurts too bad to be here. And is like, it hurts for all of us. Like, you have to be here. Like, this is what life is. You have to be present. Um, and Sean wants to go back to Mr. Mac and Corey stops him And is like Mr. Mac doesn't like care about you Like Mr. Mac doesn't love you like if You want like a hug like this Is what a real hug from a Person that like loves You feels like it feels Different and like Sean just Like kind of sinks into him And like the the walls Break down and this is like a Sweet moment between Corey and Him Um, I thought And then um, they leave And then we have this extremely personal monologue um, From Sean, which I feel like is a very poignant speech And uh, if I'm just going to get really real for a second As a person that lost their father young I made a very similar pleading speech And I just want to say that I can relate to it And I think it's very real And one of the things that this show does best Is um, Sean's serious Scenes They put a lot on this little kid Mm -hmm. A lot on Ryder Strong To carry these big Heart-wrenching speeches And storylines And I, you know, we say it once We always say it Like, Ryder Strong Sincerely carries the show When it comes to this emotional stuff mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think We can do the, the Long and the short of it uh, And then we can discuss if you want Jess Unless you want to say something yeah, first Yeah I
1: was just going to say like I think you're right I think that like the thing that pisses me off Though is like this is such a great This last chunk of this episode Is so well done and just So poignant and emotional And like intense And I hate that it's lumped in with the rest of this episode because this moment in and of itself is a huge moment for Sean, for the show, for Turner, for everybody. And to have it lumped into this episode just feels wrong because I feel like we can get Sean here a different way. We don't have to have him join a cult to get to this point. Um, But yeah, go ahead, Sarah. You can read the read the speech if you want and then we can discuss it.
2: Yeah, John, how could you be in here? How could you screw up on your bike? I've never seen you screw up on anything. I'm the screw up. Remember? Come on, you remember. Don't do this to me, John. I don't do alone real good. Look, I know you're in there, but it's like you're not really here. You're not talking, but I know you're here. So I'm just going to talk and you can listen. John, even when I was at the center, it was all the things that you taught me that made me wonder if it was the right place for me or not. You didn't teach me enough. You and Corey and my parents and the Matthews and the handfuls of people who really care about me. So don't blow me off, John. Don't blow me off. God, I've never asked you for anything and I've never wanted to come to you like this. But don't take Turner away from me. He's not done yelling at me yet. God you're not talking but I know You're here so I'm going to talk And you can listen God I don't want to be empty inside Anymore Um, and he's holding John's hand and we see a Very light squeeze From John's um, To Sean's hand and uh, It is Powerful it is powerful I think that even If you are not a person That is religious And you are Put into a position like this you are pleading To anybody And anyone or God if that's the person that you pray To um, You're trying To reach out to the universe And say please listen to me like don't Take this person away and it is A powerful speech and like I said I think that people that have been in this Position before can relate to this and Mm -hmm. I think That is special and yes of Course Jess. Why the heck does it have to be In this episode
1: Yeah I think that like Regardless of if any higher power is listening Jonathan's there And like I mean who knows If you're in a coma whatever I don't know that we all know What happens when you're in a coma Or when you're unconscious or anything like that But you have to imagine at some point That somebody's listening and so even having Sean plead to Jonathan to stay alive and to fight and to stay strong, I think is even more powerful because, you know, he's he's real. We know for a fact he's real. We can see him and we know that on some level he could be hearing Sean and they have a connection unlike Jonathan has with anybody else. Um, so to know that Sean is leaning on Jonathan and that, He's not ready to give him up yet. That's huge for this episode, Ben. Like this this scene, as much as I hate this episode, this scene picks it up at the end.
3: Absolutely. I, solely um, on the back of right I feel style. like I love, hate this scene all the time. Sort of how like Sean doesn't want to be in the room because it's too real. That's how I feel about this episode. It's too real at the end to where I'm like, I don't like watching this because, you know, I like oh. My Boy Meets World, happy, fun, light, throw in a learning moment at the end. This is more like... Whoa, why, why did we get heavy right now? Like, this is, too, this is not the show I signed up for, but it's necessary for Sean's character. Like, no matter what writing they came up with, it's like something has to happen to him to learn and move forward. And unfortunately, we got to mess with his buddy, uh, Mr. Turner. That's just the only way it's got to be.
2: Is that true? Like, I, like, I hope did he didn't have to go out, though. Like, I think it would like have been this. awesome I, to have him I come back right.
3: next season sort of like as his senior year mentor to get yep. him to a better person. But it was like they got to this point, and then they got rid of him. And it's like, so everything yeah. we went through is essentially gone with uh, Sean's character.
1: Yeah and the thing is is also I I don't remember Because we still have the finale to cover I do do not recall like it's weird to me That we could have this big of an ending Moment of this episode and to not Even mention Turner next episode I don't know If they mention him at all but it's just very strange To me that this is the end of this Episode and then Turner's gone and that's it because It's such a big moment it should be a Very powerful impactful moment That has long standing implications Um not exactly the case I mean we can say that it Shaped Sean I guess but To not have turn around after this is, is Strange
2: Yeah I don't remember the season Finale of season four mm-hmm. Um, Everybody remembers the season finale of Season five that's yeah But I don't I don't probably when I start watching this I'm like oh yes Like this happened but I mean this may be, like I don't know like, if you want to leave with a cliffhanger, it would be awful if you're watching in the moment. But, like, maybe this is more appropriate to be I just an ending up episode. Of, like, how do we, where do we go from here? I did not yeah. know this was yeah. the
3: finale for season four, and it's awful. It's the one where they go to Beach State and the sorority house that they're staying in. And Mrs. Blutman doesn't want boys around and Topanga couldn't go. That's the finale. It's such an unnecessary finale.
0: Oh.
2: Oh. Okay, so great. like it's a bunch of bullshit. So, um, so I'm just gonna say like as much as we praised season four for having such heavy hitter <laughs> episodes and great episodes, maybe season four sucks.
1: I think season four. Is, I'm throwing it.
2: I'm throwing the baby out with a bathwater. I think season like, four done. is just
1: very inconsistent. I just think like it has high highs and low lows, and this episode is a big low. I mean beyond this moment and when you think of it in the context of like well we're never going to see Turner again it's like well why, would, why did we waste our time um, but regardless Sean comes out and he says he's going to be fine uh, he just knows Turner is um, Sean's going to stay with the Matthews um, and Mr. Max like but Sean don't you want to hug come back to the center um, and Sean just is like I see you in front of me I hear what you have to say and it's nothing I'm done with easy and I'm done with empty I'm done with you I mean this would be a much more powerful moment If we had more than 20 minutes with the center Where we still don't know shit about the fucking center Like if this was like a season long arc I wouldn't want that If this is like a couple episode arc or something maybe But it's just like I would i Honestly I would have wished I know maybe they needed to close the loop on the, the cold thing But I would have been fine just leaving it as like Turner squeezes his hand and we're done. I say you know, two parter. have this extra scene here. I don't know.
3: Second episode is getting them to shut down the center. That's how we close off the season. Boom.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Cue the music. Let's do this. Dun, 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 dun.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's
2: do it. We could have written it so much better. We well, these are our two episodes. We. Only have one more episode left for season four, <laughs> and uh, we can bash it next week. That should be fun. <laughs> I think that it'll be a real celebratory thing, Jess. Maybe we'll bring back the 90s nightcap we'll just to, for this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But are we... we'll, we'll get the whole bottle of red wine out. That's what we'll <laughs> yes. do.
1: Um, should we get into the, the fashion I hour hope of it all? Mr. Feeney's pajamas are fashion here. Hour. I hope Mr. Feeney's
3: yeah, right. pajamas are just... here.
1: I'm going to hope as well. Who the heck is that? Can you all see my screen?
3: There we go. I was like, is she a center? Was she a hugger? She might have been a hugger.
0: (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) She's a hugger at the center. Um, We're starting off with an Amy Matthews outfit. I believe this is when she, is this the outfit she fires Erica? And I think it is. Um, so she is, co- of course, so sorry, we're starting off with the Rachel Green Award. Um, I didn't say that for 90s, uh, for 90s excellence or whatever. <laughs> I why I'm blanking on the name today. Sarah. Oh, goodness
2: gracious. The Rachel Green Award for the most 90s Thank outfit.
1: You. Thank you. It's been a minute. Um, so we have uh, Amy here. She is in her overalls looking cute. We got a light wash denim overall. And another reason to choose this outfit is honestly, she is mm. wearing a like, um, velvety brown crop top underneath. Oh, I know you can't wow. really notice the crop top until you take a little peekaroo from the side. <laughs> that maybe turns the whole thing around. Exactly. And her hair is, of um, course, as it always is, very '90s looking. Sarah, what do you think of this option here as a? 90s you outfit? know, I don't do
2: much of my firings of employees in overalls, <laughs> but when I do, it has to be with a velvet crop top. Mm-hmm. In an aubergine color.
1: Aubergine. Yeah. Is this an aubergine eggplant? Yeah, it looks a little purpley to oh, me. Oh, I thought it was brown. I thought it was like chocolate.
3: I, I don't mean, know. This do, you do you like limited this outfit for me? So that's perfect. It looks. Do you remember limited two? Good. Okay. Oh my god, limited <laughs> this, I mean... two.
1: Yes, of I remember I did. limited two.
2: Why well, did limited two rule my life? <laughs>
1: Um. Next up, we have just mulling over that uh, dang catalog <laughs> and
2: all damn day. The limited two catalog. Uh,
1: we have the man himself, Jonathan Turner. Um, this is in the second episode, Cult Fiction. He is wearing a black denim jean with like a kind of tan like grayish uh, button down mm. shirt. He has on kind of a, almost like a hunter green kind of pukey green mm-hmm. looking vest. Mm-hmm. And then of course he has to have on like a wild tie. Cause what would Jonathan Turner be without a wild tie? I don't tie? know if we're, we're you putting this in the nineties category.
3: Cause like I can see myself wearing this as a teacher even today.
1: I think it's I think it's the black denim for me combined with the funky tie that is like very nineties okay, like that's think true I, wear I wouldn't say yeah. like patterns on the. I ties wouldn't anymore. okay now, you, now that we're putting in teacher, the denim so yeah, yeah if, if it was off. if
3: we took the vest away and it was that tie with tucked into some jeans, hella nineties,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think it's the, it's like the black denim for me. Like maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't see a lot of black denim these days. I feel like it was like very big in the nineties. Mm,
2: I like that like some black denim. So Ben, you no, you, have, no, I'm just you saying, have a collection uh, of teaching a vests?
3: Vest, a vest makes me think of Mr. Feeney <laughs> and like Mr. Feeney is not nineties. Mr. Feeney is like forever wear.
2: Yeah. He's timeless.
1: Forever. Yeah. Jessica,
2: so. show me Feeney.
1: We're not done with the 90s yet. You And then, okay. so last Dude, that's up, the, That's the outfit from put the, put the last <gasps> episode I was on. Because he's wearing. <laughs> 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 it's, the, it's an aesthetic. Yeah, so he has on <laughs> like an all beige outfit um, mm. suit. Very oversized suit, honestly. And that was very 90s. Um, and then he's wearing like what looks to be like a mock turtleneck, Sarah. I don't know. It's like a black mock turtleneck. I picked it out for you, Sarah. I know you love a yeah, mock turtleneck. Yeah, I
2: mean, I really like that black turtleneck. I kind of want it. Oh um, I, I know. She'd I want was anything so... he
1: wears. He's the devil.
2: My neck has not been seen since uh, <laughs> October, and that's the truth. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like you know, you look fly. He looks like a little model. I mean, I like the I, outfit. I, I like the it person. When,
3: uh, Eric when, Matthews wore it think? to go on that date with that older woman. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same exact Wait. thing. Wardrobe just said, "We need another fit, Leo, Mister Mac." It really, is. Oh, Mac. <laughs> it really
2: yep. is the alpha. Need a repeat. Rinse yeah. and repeat uh so i think my vote is oh, gonna go to amy is the limited to what, catalog what think, model Who she gets my vote for ben? 90s yes amazing yeah.
1: congratulations amy Moving on to the Paul Rudd Certificate yes. of Timelessness. Yes. Um, we, there it I is. Mean, we all knew. We all knew it was going to happen. Yay. Hey, the icon. man, the myth, at the him. legend. Does he sleep like in the, the kitchen? For Where? How years. did he get there that quickly? <laughs> Feeney himself. <laughs> he runs. He sprints. Feeney. We know Feeney has an upstairs, but he's a sprinter, man. He's spry. No one knows it about him, but he's spry. Um, This is his pajama ensemble From when Eric wakes him up He's wearing like matching top and bottom set Button down Kind of like a tan beige color Over top of that though This robe It is like he is peacocking. It's like a peacock mm. pattern with like a navy blue silk lining. Wow. Oh my, Sarah, what do Ooh. you think of this? I think it's the dentist special. That's
2: what I think. <laughs> uh, phenomenal, beautiful, never been seen before. Um, Love the look. You might as well just shut the it's whole down. It's like a dope smoker's down. jacket that he's got uh, on think, over ben? the
3: cool pajamas. I mean, last minute Christmas yeah. gift yes. idea right here.
2: Yep There is only 12 more days till Christmas 12 more shopping days till Christmas Gotta get your Feeny Peacock (laughs) Robe ASAP Amazon is still shipping worldwide Yes
1: Um, And then, of course, coming up as most likely the runner-up, we have Eric. Um, I believe this is when he gets fired. He's wearing like a very so he's wearing a light denim jean, which isn't exactly timeless. But the main reason I chose this was the sweater. It's like a rust burnt orange V neck sweater with a white uh, t shirt. Like I had one back in the day. So this is timeless. This
3: is absolutely Paul Rudd rocking. I mean, does Eric look bad in anything? The hair just makes everything flawless form
1: no the hair helps yeah it's true i think the it's hair true. does help
0: <laughs>
2: except it's trash turn it take it off my screen i'm sorry
1: i'm sorry take it off my
2: screen give me the fiend uh, the fiend ben do look, you agree i own eric
3: business. had i want to own what fiend he has this gets the vote for sure
1: <laughs> wow <laughs> Amazing! Wow. So, congratulations to Amy and Feeny. You are our winners this week. Oh, next week is the finale already. Sarah, can you believe we're almost on with season four? I honestly cannot.
2: I can't believe it, but I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to move on with my life. I am
1: too. I'm ready to get into season five. I'm excited to get into some of that stuff, and as well as like season six. I think like the the end of high school, beginning of college years are some of yeah. my favorites. I'm ready
2: to go to college. I I want Angela. <laughs> I want to go Jack. To college. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, clip that, and that's my life.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, God, um, Ben, this was so much fun having you back on. It's always a joy to get to talk to you about Boy Meets World. What else have you got going the baby's on? You fun. have a baby. Five that's so exciting. How is so that going?
3: She's fun. It's almost Christmas break, so I'll be able to spend yeah, more and more time with her. That's always cool. Um, can I throw? couple that's, of things i've been amazing. i've been taking notes on a couple of your episodes and i'm taking it old school what? here you know dunkaroos right? when uh-huh. you guys did the food thing you were talking to, you know dunkaroos i tried them again whack as hell yes. i just they did not stand the test of time i was like these are gross i know. had to have
1: what did they, they change the recipe or something i think it is Terrible. I think to me, it was whatever the sauce was. You know, yeah. the, no, the whatever. It, it all I, different, Jessica. I didn't of.
3: like it. It's,
1: oh, the frosting vanillers. is
3: different? Vanillers. I did vanillers. Did
2: you do the chocolate or the wasn't vanilla? dope.
3: Uh, let's see. Another thing I wanted yeah, to yeah, say. Hey, Awful. Chappelle. Awful. That's the dude right there. All right? The episode. Look. Him and what's the, <laughs> what's the, the other dude. boy's name? Chad? He's
2: the dude.
3: Chad and having his mama. Hey, I... They're yeah, like Chad. The, Chad. the counterparts of Boy Meets World. Like when they're on an episode, I'm like, those are my guys representing for, you know, people that I don't know, but I love hearing them on the episode. Nothing against you two because, you know, every week you do it in and out. <laughs> but when I hear that Chappelle's That's on, so I'm great. like, yeah, this, let's, let's listen to this on the way to work. Because I agree with most of the stuff that he's saying. And Chad is, <laughs> I mean, energy for days. Like, yeah. hell Yes
2: pisser he's a
3: pisser
1: chad is boundless energy i'm pretty sure that like if you were to like poke him and make him bleed it would just I'd be pure energy drink low, at, at but... that point i really do i gotta say like and it's not even
2: <laughs> it's not even like a bit like he's literally on just like that on and that's off how he air. is like yeah. i oh you guys know him not at an 11 oh okay. and i don't know how he does it yeah oh yeah well, I mean, I don't know him. In well, real, we know real him
1: life. like online, but that is his presence when you talk to him in general. Like that's who he is. Yeah.
2: Like I speak to him sometimes. Like I go to the PSR Discord in the hanging chat, uh, hang and chill chat, and he like comes in at like nine thirty in the morning. He's like, "Hey, what's up, you guys? What's up?" And I'm like, "Okay, I." Right. Yeah. It's like jarring, but it's amazing. Yeah it's who he is it's wonderful he's in, he's incredible check him out on uh um, chatting
1: tatum one on twitter Chat, chatting tatum <laughs> he forgot the password for chatting
2: and also his spongebob square yeah i gotta i gotta sponge get on that man i remember when pod, he introduced that <laughs> something like that <laughs> Spons- that's like <laughs> i mean
3: smart idea i like the guy i want to be his friend i want to be Chappelle's friend they're dope people and dunkaroos suck that's all i want to say
2: they're amazing. I love it. I love we love this. that. They'll love it, too. Um, we we talking about, like, Chappelle, like, goodness gracious. You podcasted like, with him, like, seven times. I podcasted with Chappelle three times over the weekend. And that's not – or over in the last week. That's not an exaggeration. That's an exact amount. So <laughs> he came on um, – Shit Nighting Show taught me, and we talked about Home Alone. Oh, that is released. I did. Have on not the way to work. To that I was ben. like, yo, they did one on Home out. Alone. He was great on that podcast, Sign me up.
3: Too. I'm in. Oh, you, you guys were talking about the nail. Oh, yeah, the nail in the foot. That's awful.
2: Was it good? But
3: the freaking iron from above, time. you're dead. It doesn't matter what how You're dead from that iron. Come on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's and, pretty oh, brutal. Gosh brutal um so yeah we i so he came on here to talk about home alone um and then i went on to silent podcast and we talked about never have i ever with sasha and that was great and then i was on our hap uh robin akiva need a (gasps) podcast talking about Snick shows snick shows are trash uh were you a lover
3: are you afraid of the dark what are you talking about
1: No, it's yeah, like a joke it's title. It's not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are trash. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, okay. yeah. They're that, not really the trash.
1: The like, they don't really trash the shows.
2: It's just like, it. it's just like one of those. Yeah, it's, it's oh, I don't know. It's the title of that segment. Mm-hmm. So, like, we, we covered Are You for of the Dark? We covered um, all that. And Clarissa explains it all. And I did it with Chappelle. And You can find that on the RHAP network Uh, of course Rob and Akiva were there too and that was So much fun so um, yeah I got the pleasure of podcasting three times With Chappelle this week not enough Not enough Um, So In addition to that Shit 90 shows taught me um, Also released Our initial thoughts of the Sex and the City reboot um, And just like that So check that out We recorded a podcast with JD, our theme songwriter, and our very good friend. Um, We covered the Santa Claus with him. So so that's coming out in a few days on Saturday the 18th. So check that out. That one is a very fun podcast. And uh, that's not all, because on Christmas Day, check your uh, podcast catcher. We will be ranking... Every single Friends holiday episode, and that will be so much fun. Of course, weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek coverage. You can find us at Shit Nineties Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or go on our website www. dot com. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> well, I mean, like, if you thought that was a long thing, I just have like- not
1: as much as you do this week. I know it's shocking Ugh, to this, everybody.
2: This is like my eighth podcast in the last I week. Don't know how it's- you're alive? I'm not. <laughs> I'm literally not alive. Actually. Um,
1: you could find me at the Just Sterling. You could always find me covering Succession. Actually, not for much longer, because the finale was on Sunday. Check it out. That show's amazing. Over at Poster Recaps. Also covering community on community building on Posture Recaps. Loving both of those. And then I also guested on the um, Dexter New Blood podcast this week on Potion Recaps with Grace Leader. Um, that was so much fun. That's already out. Go give that a listen. That show is like absolutely wild but also like really fun to watch so even if you dropped off Dexter at like season five like I did just like pick it back up now because it's so much better than it used to be um that's 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 all I have to plug this week see Sarah you like your plugs were way longer than mine this week it's like look at that snap crackle pop done
2: Ben it was so good having you back We love having you on. We hope to see you again for season five. Thank you. Um, you. Congratulations again on your baby. Um, Yeah. And I hope that your holiday season with your new baby and your wife is beautiful. It's a a, a comparison.
3: It's the same comparison. So (laughs) that's fine. Wow. Same
2: thing. It's (laughs) the (laughs) same thing.
1: It's honestly not. (laughs) amazing we hope well, you'll come back on ben but this was this was so much fun and wait. we're gonna we're gonna get into like even better stuff for season five and thank six,
3: you so. no more no more down we'll, no we'll more downers. let
1: you have a fun episode next time how about that Yeah. no more cult talk yeah <laughs> thank you all for listening we will be back again next week with the finale of season four Just talk
0: shit 90 shows taught me